Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Millennial Movie Talk, episode 80. Oofed. Big 8-0, guys. Any broken hips, guys? Have we noticed anything like that? We're getting to the age. We're getting up there. No, uh, just a broken foot. Still. Oh. And a broken heart, because, you know, we've got a skeleton crew here tonight. What's going skeleton on? Skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Um, you may have noticed the lack of Brayden. There we go. We said it. <laughs> <laughs> been acknowledged. He's not here. No one's I'm there to answer. currently suiting, uh, filling in the Brayden role, and Christian's filling in my role, and Michael's just Michael. Yep. Michael might be pressing some buttons, though, so that's exciting. Oof. I'm moving up in the world. We like to change it up by episode 80. (laughs) We like to change things up by episode 80. Um, Everyone, how's your week been? Christian, how's your two weeks been? Oh, it's been great. I've just been at home, can't work, can watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV. Well, interested to hear your thoughts about them. Yeah, Mm. thank you. Thank you. That's Um, what we're here for. Guys, let's just steer this straight into the movie news. Whoa. Oh, oh, this week in movie news. Wow, movie news. Oh, I'm shocked by that movie news. Hmm, that was an interesting one. Thank you. There's so much movie news here. Wow, I hope we can get all this movie news done. Gets me every time. It's just music. It's just, you know, beautiful. Um, now, uh, I'm, you know, Chris, I'm not sure if I know this about you, but um, Michael and I are massive fans of the hit franchise, Fast and Furious. I, I'd say you're massive. Oh, okay, well. I, I, I'm big. It's not time to get morals, Michael. I'll say I'm big. I'm not, I'm not as into it. All right, well, if, if you're the big, I'm the, I'm the medium. Okay, so you, do, nice you do enjoy them. I enjoy them. I enjoy Good. them. It's not, Good. it's not amazing cinema, Guys, but it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun. fun. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all it needs to be. And <laughs> I like Vin Diesel. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Fast and Furious is going down the road of Harry Potter and Twilight by ending it in a two-part. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that two is part. unnecessary. <laughs> Ladies I mean, and gentlemen, they have announced that Fast and Furious 10 and 11 will be the final two films of the franchise, being a two-part movie. Well, if they're, if they're pursuing space, there's not more they can really do after that. <laughs> they're actually going to space. Number nine has been confirmed they're going to space. Oh, my God. I don't guess 10 or 11's, you know, interdimensional travel or something. I, yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah, think, I mean, I think we've cracked uh, it there. I can't wait till they're in, a, like, opposing rocket ships, bashing into each other and <laughs> jumping from spaceship to spaceship. Can't wait to see Shooting guns out the window. You know, Vin Diesel's going to be doing an Odelay out the window <laughs> towards the other spaceship. <laughs> I, oh, I still want them to race buggies on the moon. That's what I want. Oh, that's I want, happening. I want that's Tokyo happening. drift around a crater. That's what I want. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> look, I mean, Pitt, I, I mean it, it seems like your dream may come true. Yes, yeah. thank you. See? Yeah, it's been done. It's been done. Um, Maybe they can't do that. Yeah, so we already know from number nine they are going to space, which is going to be amazing. Um, 10 and 11, going to be the final two. Uh, Justin Lin is returning. He's the man that helmed Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious 4, 5, and 6. Before so stepping some, down. Some pretty good ones. Yeah, for ste- before stepping yeah. down from seven and eight and then coming back to do nine now. Uh, I can't tell them apart after like <laughs> the third one. Like, well, no, it's after it's just a fever dream five, of action and Five speed. is where it, they all just... Uh, five's a bank heist. When bank they, is the, they where, drive as the they, bank. As they drive, like, they drive the vault yep. through the oh, six yep. streets yep. of Rio. Yep. Do uh, you know that one? Do number that one? six has the, any, has the longest runway in the world at the end. Non, uh, yeah. Of course. Um, yep. Number seven. Wasn't it calculated to be like something? Oh, something ridiculous. <laughs> uh, number seven is the one where Paul Walker died. Long, yeah. Uh, number eight is when Bad The times. Rock punched the a torpedo. torpedo. Right. Seven, yeah, seven you also eight. may also know is they jumped a car between buildings. They did jump the car between two buildings. Oh, there's yeah, not, two that, buildings. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's really Skyscrapers. Yeah, See, yeah, it was yeah. just a, that was just a... Uh, intro to Skyscraper. As I say, it was a prelude to Skyscraper, yes. Mm. Um, and then we had Hobbs and Shaw. And what a ride, what a ride that, that one was. A good ride. Um, a good so ride. there's been no announcements if they actually are going to continue doing the Hobbs and Shaw um, movies or any other spin-offs. Look, to be fair, I would be happy with the one Hobbs and Shaw. Look, if you get 10, Fast and, uh, 11 Fast and Furious movies out of this fucking one film about... Street racers stealing VCRs or DVD players. Um, <laughs> Humble beginnings. Like, <laughs> Humble beginnings. <laughs> like, think about this. Uh, there was seven Harry Potter books and they've got eight movies out of them. Mm, true. So, uh, yeah. that's, and Fast and Furious has got all of this out of one article. Article? Yep, the, the first movie was based off an article, so. I did not know that at all. Neither. Was it just an article about some street racers Absolutely, yep, yep. No, like, let's make a movie out <laughs> of this and then. Uh, and the rest is history. Um, look, beautiful history, yeah, guys, beautiful I've, nitrous charged history. Speaking about charging, uh, Michael B. Jordan will produce uh, a, a Static Shock movie, and you might be asking, Alex, what the fuck is Static Shock? I was literally going to say, I saw this pop up on Reddit the other day when mm. I was scrolling through, and I was like, What's that? All right, 
Static Shock. This is from Wikipedia, so reliable as always. Okay. Yep. Uh, it's an American animated television series based on uh, DC, DC Comics. Um, superhero Static. Um, basically, didn't give me his powers. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to guess he has electrical powers. Well, I would assume so. There is a big uh, bolt on his chest. <laughs> so. Shazam. So I imagine Michael B. Jordan will be playing this character. Interesting. Mm. Uh, playing and producing. It says, yeah, it just says producing. Um, not a whole lot. Else about this, um, other than I guess it's just going to be light, uh, less powerful Thor. Yeah, what does he, he do? Just, he like, just shoots lightning, apparently. I imagine right. him running around in Lycra and he like just quickly. Act- well, this is static shock here. He's so got a disc. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a disc. He's oh, just okay. frozen with electricity. Yeah, that's exactly. Honey, what he is. where is yeah. my super suit? <laughs> and look, I, I think people wanted Jaden Smith to play him. <laughs> you know oh, what? That I, that, that's yeah. a that's a good shout. That looks though. perfect, like right there. Yeah. Does I wouldn't actually mind seeing Jaden Smith try and play a yeah superhero. superhero I'm yeah. very interested. He in this to play disc. An, an Asian karate kid, so that's fun. Oh no, look, we've got some NBA players here. Ah uh, yes, Yao Ming, <laughs> Shaquille. Is that Sha- Shaq that, or Carl Malone? I think that's Carl Malone. Malone. Shaq uh, didn't have a goatee. We have a uh, Steve Nash and one for Orlando. Come on, Michael, we're testing you here. Tracy McGrady. Okay, well, we'll take that. I so, yes, that is uh, all the information we have about Static Shock. Uh, no release date planned as of now. Um, moving on, uh, Ridley Scott has just cast Joaquin Phoenix uh, as Napoleon for a, a kit bat, a movie called Kit Bag. Oh, yeah. Do you guys um, know about the uh, origin of the kit bag title? No, no. I'm very I was interested to hear to, this. I was about to turn to you and Sounds like we thoughts. had a very good... It sounds like this is the episode you're meant to be on. I heard about this one and I didn't know you were going to bring it up, but uh, I messaged like all my friends like, guys, new Napoleon epic, new Napoleon epic. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, so kit bag, uh, I believe the great Emperor Napoleon said once, uh, every good general has a general staff in his kit bag Ooh. or perhaps every good soldier. But yeah. Yeah, right. What do you really? think about that? Uh, very interesting. Um, what do you think of the casting? Of Joaquin as Napoleon. Oh, yeah. I uh, Straight away, I was looking at that. And yeah, if he has the short hair. Like, he's got the, the forehead lines. Like, yep. you know, he's got the uh, sort of a bit of age. You're like, yeah, and the command. Like, I think it'd be fine. It'd be great. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see him like in, like, costume. Is it? Because I think it would look good. Is there anyone else you could envision? Like, just off the top of your head without... David Mitchell. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jazz, <laughs> yeah, the British. Yeah. Uh, I, I he, just the shape of his face is perfect because, like, I don't know, just perfect. But uh, in terms of actual like acting ability and stuff, uh, not really. Like, so Jackson's perfect. Yeah, this is a bit of a um, uh, gladiator reunion as well because these two work together in gladiator. Yeah, and um, um, yeah, I'm not sure what the movie's going to follow if it's like Napoleon's entire life. Or I heard it was biopic? a biopic. That's what I I read originally. Okay, but That'd be pretty a, interesting. A lot of content to fit in there. Um, True. Other famous Napoleon movies of note being uh, the Waterloo, which is an old epic film with like hundreds of thousands of extras and stuff. Never. Seen when you that. say and, old, how old? Uh, I would say I think it's 50s, 60s. Yeah, and they Very used old. like something like twenty thousand um, infantry from the Russian army as extras for the soldiers. And there's these great shots of like massive battles. Anyway, he has to live up to that. And mm. that's great. So yeah, I can't wait. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of CGI rather than thousands of uh, Russian soldiers. Extras, yeah, mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's all right. They didn't have that back then. So we'll see how it goes. I hope like they do justice to some of these big battles, which I'm sure they're going to be bringing across to the big screen. Mm. Oh, yeah. it's Ridley Scott. So I was like, you've got a very good, you've got a very competent uh, filmmaker uh, with, at the helm. For sure. I, and good at creating I'm pretty, epic scenes. I'm, I'm, I was about to say, I'm pretty keen for like the setting, like this, this like mm. that sort of setting of war. Like you got your gunpowder, like, you know, musket sort of things. Yeah. And that's about it. Like you, what, you look at war movies now, it's like, you know, jets and all that sort of thing. It'd be good to see like an old timey sort of war movie. Yeah, yeah. That isn't medieval knights or... Modern war. Sort it's of. the perfect era for um, a cool battle, right? Because mm. obviously you've got bigger battles in later wars, but they're not contained to one field. So oh, yeah. Napoleon, the Napoleonic era is pretty much um, known as like one of the last eras of like a set piece battle on a battlefield mm. rather than, you know, 
battlefields uh, across in, entire of like countries. A, in, like instead of like a front, it's yeah. like a location. Exactly. It's like we did a battle here. Yeah. With and there's like that a hunt- and the civil war like sort of thing. Like yeah. Exactly. Like Gettysburg and sort of things like actual yeah. locations like this happened here. Yeah. Rather than it happening across a span of kilometers and countries and everything. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to be exciting. Let's see how he brings that together. A lot of cannons. A lot of booms, a lot of bams. Look, hey, we've yeah. got booms and bams. A lot bams. of horses. I'm in we'll for some booms and bams. Yeah, I'm hoping want- to see. I don't know what. Yeah, I'm hoping to see Austerlitz, which is a famous battle that's not as not as well known as you know the later ones like Waterloo. I but, wonder if yeah. we get any like naval sort of war because that's still the era of like cannons. Yeah. on a, a big like ships. I can't remember which ones like the yeah. Ones. So like if frigates or whatever. Yeah, frigates, ships of the line. Um, but yeah, I, it depends because Napoleon wasn't obviously involved because he was not a naval commander yeah. and the French fleet was, uh, defeated when Napoleon first came to power at Trafalgar by Admiral Nelson, Horatio Nelson. Chris. So there weren't many kind of huge, naval there was just battles. one huge battle where yeah. the French and Spanish fleet was destroyed and Napoleon, Napoleon didn't do much else with Navy for his career. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Would you say that these historical biopics and these history <laughs> films, the new ones that are coming out, are they your equivalent to like... When people get really hyped up for Marvel films, they're like, well, they're doing Infinity War, so I hope I see this, this, and this from the comics. Yeah, scene. exactly. I, I'm, I know, I'm like, I'm saying the battles I want to see. Yeah. If they showed some Trafalgar, that would be sick, but Napoleon wasn't there. So I, 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 I can <laughs> imagine sitting, you, uh, sitting next to you in a theatre and like something happens that you kind of be like, I really hope they show this. Oh, and yeah. then it happens and you're just like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. a little. To himself. If they, there's certain battles where I'll be waiting for moments, you know, that I, oh, <laughs> like, you, you know, like, you know, like specific moments of things that happen. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah. I mean, if anyone's seen Waterloo, you know, everyone knows the, uh, oh, fans would, everyone knows the, you know, collapse of the Imperial Guard and, you know, other stuff like that. Uh, oh, just things oh, that everyone knows. Yeah, everybody the Imperial knows. Guard. Everybody knows. But anyway, I could talk about it for hours. So uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, we had one trailer. Well, we had a lot of trailers this week, and there was only one that I felt worth mentioning because the rest just looked garbage. But um, this is Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Now, you might be asking, why the hell did you choose this one? It's because this is a Netflix film coming out later this year, and it's actually Chadwick Boseman's final performance. Oh, all right. So it was the last film he finished, um, and it's a biopic about Ma Rainey, who was a jazz icon. Um, and played by Viola Davis. So, okay. And so I really have to say about it. It's Chadwick Boseman's final film that obviously they filmed, and um, it, it, he's really thin in it too. So well that's then, I mean, so that's I have yeah. to say, really. Yep. Mm. Uh, all right. Well, we're coming up to our, our first segment here. Uh, Christian, do you want to hit your purple button? Sure. We're going from history chat, a bit too much history chat, to <laughs> more history chat. Empire of the Sun, Christian Bale's really young silence, Hacksaw Ridge, Andrew Garfield, Dust Boot, Submarine, Rudy Zana, winning team, Brad Pitt, Fury and Glorious Bastards. Wait, what's that? Here's a game. Christian can't remember names. Kurosawa, Samurai, John Hammond, Zeppi, Gladiator, Joaquin, Rami Malek's Ink Queen, Spielberg, Private Ryan. Why did Tom Hanks have to die? Welcome to Christian's Corner. With games and learning, it will keep you yearning. This is Christian's Corner. Don't try to fight it, cause you can't deny it. Oh, Christian's Corner, oh. everyone. What a we masterpiece. We've got to talk about the intro. It's, it's a long intro. I destroy people's ears, but... Oh, oh God. I think, a clap. I think the longest intro we have on the show, oh, unless, you're, unless we're counting the movie news jingle saga. It's beautiful. But that was, like, that was a one-off. That was a trilogy. Yeah. yeah Alex surprised me with this. and oh, now, like, He was it. talking about this last week. Obviously, you weren't here, but like, yeah. as we're setting up, and he was only hitting us with like the... That opening line, and he was yeah. so proud of himself. He was, was like repeating it over and over yeah. again. <laughs> Empire of the Sun, Christian, Christian Bale's really young. young. Um, oh. I had another rhyme because I swear to God, Mel Gibson was in the movie Kokoda. Yeah, uh, okay. Because uh, if you look on the cover no. for Kokoda, it looks exactly like Mel Gibson. Let's show us, yeah. Because he's obviously in um, an Australian movie, yeah, Gallipoli. Gallipoli. Yeah. All right. 
Doesn't that look like Mel Gibson? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. But he, that's the other Australian guy that's in a bunch of Australian yeah. movies. So I had the rhymes. Other <laughs> <laughs> so I had I had a full another rhyme, which was like Mel Gibson, Kokoda Trail. How good was that rhyme of our bail? Um, <laughs> you just bring it yeah, back just up to bring back yeah, to the yeah, bail yeah, rhyme. Yeah, I'm very proud back. of it. But, but um, uh, you know. I, just then I was thinking like, you know, when you come in in glorious bastards, it'd be great to have a little me chiming in like, it's not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> we can make alterations to the... Yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah. can just do it. As, Definitely as, do I'll chime in a little bit. Do it live. Yep. I'll oh, do true. it live. <laughs> oh, next time. Next time I'll chime yeah. in where I want to. Yep. Well, I'm glad you liked your jingle. Um, Love it. Like, better than the segment could ever be. Is I don't the, know. Is today like the yeah. first time you are hearing it? No. No, I've heard it. Okay. Oh, I he sent it to I me. did a private screening for... Yeah. I've listened to it a bunch of times. <laughs> it's, it's actually his bedtime song. Yeah, yeah. It still got me as well this time. <laughs> it's great because it's the most epic part when you're like, why did Tom Hanks have to die? And then it just drops off in intensity. Wow, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can tell like you need you just needed a breath. <laughs> that got me. I needed a breath. And you can also hear me start to laugh. Yeah. I, I filmed that in one. So yeah, that's when, fair. <laughs> Michael wasn't quick enough on the mute, and I laughed a little bit. Into the yeah, mic. I was like, "You look like you were handling it all right." And it's me and him just losing it, and then yeah. I look out the corner of my eye, you're starting, so I just like reach over and grab it. Well, uh, enough about the intro um, <laughs> and behind the scenes of the intro, um, Christian. This is your corner. It Take is. it away. Okay, so uh, watched a movie this week, one that I, I really enjoy. I mean, I uh, hope you've watched a movie. Before. Yeah, yeah, I watch a few movies actually. I mean, oh. we do a movie podcast. Is that a bang? I don't know. Was but it anyway? Ever? Anyway, well, lots of bangs in what I'm talking about. Uh, the Thin Red Line, or just uh, yes. Thin Red Line, known ah, as a um, movie I've never heard of. Okay, so it's a movie adapted from a novel. Right. Um, Alex, perhaps you could get the director up there because I've forgotten his name. But um, it's the second adaptation from the novel. Uh, the original was in like the 1940s or 50s. So same, qu- same name. Quite old. Uh, I don't know if that movie's of the same name. But the novel was called in Red uh, Line. Terence Malick. There you go. When was it made, by the way? I, did, I missed that. Now, issue. don't look at the cast, Alex, because I'm going to try and explain those to you. All right, uh, 1999. So, yeah. 1999. So, massive cast in this movie, massive film, um, massive themes. Like, it is uh, truly a war epic, which I think is how the Wikipedia page describes Beautiful. it. Beautiful. I love me a war um, epic. A weapon. So, of course, set uh, the fighting between the US of A and the Japanese on the island of Guadalcanal, which okay. is quite close to us here in Australia. Um, okay. It's part of the kind of right of Papua New Guinea, uh, part of the Solomon Island chain. Um, so a bit close to home for us. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And uh, it focuses on a battle of that island uh, over a hill, basically. Um, so the cast. So we, we start off and we've got Nick Nolte. Okay. Yeah. We Warrior. talked about last week or the week before, sorry. And John Travolta. Oh. <laughs> on a boat. Okay. Right. Talking about the the plan and such, and <laughs> right, you know right. we've got all the infantry and a lot of faces pop up, and they're just chilling, locked below deck, waiting for what lies ahead. Okay. And um, yeah, so it's quite slow to start. There's a lot of slow bits. There's probably only like two major kind of battle scenes. And there's a lot of um, anticipation up mm. until that. But it follows along the anticipation of these soldiers experiencing that as well. Right. Um, they're I not just glance over and look at the almost three-hour runtime. Yes, it's long. It okay. I'm not going to uh, lie, Chris. That was yeah. one of the reasons I didn't watch it with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. And but, um, only because I had assignments to do. <laughs> yeah. The emotions in this movie and how it conveys the experience of these soldiers is really like no other war movie like it's it needs the slowness to do that because unfortunately a lot of war is just sitting around and being scared until something actually happens Mm. and it follows a lot of life too yeah yeah (laughs) yeah pretty much it's hard and uh it follows a lot of these characters uh nick nolte plays a great character like he's an asshole but um you know, he's there for his own reasons. He's, you know, the upper kind of officer class. You know, he's not really in the dirt with the men. So he right. has a lot of different views on the dying and everything. Um, one of his best um, expositions is he's talking to a lower officer who's, you know, worried about his, his men getting killed. And he, and he says something along the lines of like, well, I've told you how, how important this position is. How many men would you trade for it? Like 50, 100? What's the number? 
and the lower officer's just like, well, I don't like seeing my men killed. And he's like, well, you know, he like, yeah, <laughs> this he's, is he's, how we play the game. Yeah. yeah. He's very much like, he doesn't a, care about what it takes. It's just, we need, we need to hold this. Yeah. So he's or, got like a very black and white approach. He's very to willing it. to trade his men for the objectives. And, you know. It's not him it, it's putting just, himself out there. It's like. Exactly. He's safe behind the line. It's like everyone else fighting mm. for. Yeah. And, you know, and then at times we even see other sides of him as well, where he sees some brutality and stuff mm. like that. And then there's other characters. There's like a, a lawyer um, who's an officer, and there's a whole thing about how him, how he's experiencing it, having to order these men into these positions. And then we go right down to the level of um, a private. So the actual main character is a deserter at the start of the film, and um, the movie's focused mainly on him. And he, the film starts with him just chilling with some islanders after having deserted. Quick, just yeah. to announce the elephant in the room. There is a neighbour next door just banging a ball against the fence. So if you can hear anything, it's him. Yes, but it works. It's ex- distant artillery explosions. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're having yeah, yeah. subtitles. <laughs> but yeah, so the, the movie ma- mainly explores the themes of these like individual experiences. And the main one being this guy who's pretty much a pac- pacifist, you know, deserts the army. And it's hit the story of him being turned into a soldier, really. Um, and yeah, it's, it's grilling. It's it's a lot of heartache and yeah I think it's one of the most powerful war movies I've ever seen and it also features probably the most powerful battle scene I've ever seen um okay. towards the end like it's one where you're just like eyes wide open it's like opening to save a private Ryan you know you're just like oh shit yeah. like what? all, all yeah. of this has also led up to this yeah. so like you've gone through that whole journey and it's I was like bang here it is exactly mm-hmm. and um there is such strong scenes and themes, especially between like the Japanese and uh, the Americans. You know, there's a moment with the American just sitting amongst the bodies of the Japanese soldiers and there's a Japanese guy just, you know, speaking Japanese, but then there's a voiceover and it's just saying like, what are you to me? You know, <laughs> nothing and stuff. And it's it's so brutal. Yeah, Alex, I really, I really hope you watch that one. I will watch it. I will do my catch up with Christian's yeah. Corner. Yeah. So actors, if I can... Remember this cast. I don't know. There's so many good actors. Oh, we, we got, incorporated the game into the, yeah, into the movie. Exactly. Okay. I like this. We've got Woody Harrelson. Can't forget that one. Okay. Yeah. We've got Nick Nolte. We've got John Travolta. Yep. All right. Now, how would I explain this guy? Um, I'm going to say you like, there's a guy. He, like, he likes fighting gorillas for, for dames, for, mm. for cute blonde damsels in distress. Mm-hmm. Big gorillas. Maybe a single great gorilla. Mm. A king gorilla, maybe. Oh, okay. Mm. Is like fighting any other type of monster? Um, I don't know, because the only movie I can think of him being in is King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he also likes running away from the Nazis in a, another, in a Roman Polanski movie mm-hmm. called The Pianist, which you may yeah, have seen. Mm, well, I, I have a feeling this guy may have... Mm, I get very strong he doesn't like predators. Yes, yeah, I get very he does bias. not like predators. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, he's not a fan of them. I get very. Str- hmm. I think you're on the right track of who this man is. Yeah. Well, let Michael and I deliberate before we. Oh, I have answers. no, absolutely no idea. Michael, who do you think it is? I have no idea. Who do you think it is? I have no idea. Okay. It's I, all. It's all on you. I guessed it last last time. Yeah, I think it might be Adam Brody. No, no, he was from Gossip Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gossip Girl. Also no, running away no, from. No, 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 sorry, he was, from, he was actually from the OC. Um. Uh, we're gonna lock in Adrian Brody. Okay, I, I don't know his name. So how would I how would I correct? I think it's Adrian Brody. Scroll, yeah. a little scroll, bit scroll down, down a little bit. It's Adrian Brody. It's Adrian Brody. Oh. Oh. He plays a great part. Um, the main character. I've not seen him in really anything else, so ah. I wouldn't be able to describe. Who him. is the main character? Who is? Um, Sean Penn. No, oh, that was my what? next one. You've oh. got him now. Okay, private, I was also private, gonna mention private Sean Penn. Wit. Yeah, Wit is Wiki. the Sam main character. Just click, click, click on that actor. I don't recognize the name. Yeah, he's that probably first been one. something. This one. But of yeah. course, also Sean Penn. Uh, this man. Who is this man? This man has been in. He the was in the Passion of the Christ. Never of seen it. I have not. The Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, he is in the Count of Monte Cristo. That's a good film. And Paul Apostle of Christ. He's been in a lot of like holy movies. Yeah, ah. yeah. He's a, he's a holy he's man. Great. He plays a he plays great in this. Um, of course, also Sean Penn, also very great. Any late, oh, oh yeah, George Clooney is in the movie for about ten seconds. Uh-huh. Um, 
he's pretty early in that cast list. That's uh, yeah. Hey Google, what are you trying to play at here? Do you have any yeah. other people before I scroll back up to the top? Um, it's actually so many big names that just appear, especially like George Clooney and John Travolta yeah. aren't in the movie too much. It's just like they've kind of made their appearance. Like yeah, yeah, but they they play good characters. But yeah, um, there's a few others I can't really remember. Yeah, if you could list off any other significant names. Um, John Cusack. John C. Riley. Oh, of course, John C. Riley's in it. <laughs> See, he, you do not recognize Jared him in Leto. this movie. What? What? Jared Leto's in it? Yeah. Um, oh, he is. See, like, I think back and I, because they look so different because they're all, you know, soldiers. Especially a few people in this. Jared Leto. Mm. Um, I do remember noticing that it was him in it, but he looks so different. John C. Riley is unrecognizable. Just because the part he's playing, he's like serious and stuff, you know, not stepbrother. But uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's a great movie. John C. Riley in Thin Red Line. Oh, you're right. Wow. It is. Oh, yeah. Very young. Very young. A very indeed. young C. Riley. Um, and you know, there's a few characters. Like I said, it 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 the focus point jumps around between a lot of characters, right. so you see a lot of someone that you don't see much of them for a while. Um, so yeah, it just, it just goes like that. People just be popping up all over that movie and you're just like, they what? do be popping up. Yeah. But, um, what? standout performances from the guy that played wit, forgotten his name already. Yeah. Nick Nolte's Jesus character Christ. you hate, but you know, that's what he's there for. You love to hate him. Um, yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, they all do fine. Beautiful. Uh, what's his name? Woody Harrelson playing a really, you know, serious role. And, you know, um, he has a scene which is like breathtaking and he acts it very well as well so out of uh the pen man sean Penn. pen has uh, a great part as well but um Nolte yeah. and the broadster who, and, and harrison uh ha- harrelson mm. um you who know, would you say has the most screen time definitely the sorry go read through them again uh sean Penn, nick Nolte, brody and harrow and woody harrison it would go ooh. Probably Brody and Harrelson about the same. Yep. Nick Nolte a tiny bit more. Right. And uh, Sean Penn the most out of those. And then oh. the first guy even oh, more. Oh, John Cusack's in it too. Yeah. I listed that one off. Uh, from Hot Dog Time Machine. Yeah. Um, he. Show me. Oh, he, he is in it. Uh, yeah. He pops up as well. Uh, he's a lot of people about, in this movie. He pops up about halfway in um, because right. he's not in the main company that the movie's following. Very. So yeah, there's stuff like that that happens. Like George Clooney is just all of a sudden the replacement commander right towards the end. Okay. Yeah. Well, well there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was uh, Christian's corner, everyone. I don't think we're going to play the theme again because it goes for fifty seconds. Yeah. I um, I did I mention where the name Thin Red Line means? No, it wasn't me. I think I might have. Oh, but it, it, yeah, it's the line between sane and insa- insane. Ooh. Men. It's a thin red line between Very insanity and insanity. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you're moving, yeah, definitely. <laughs> see they're like how te- that they're teetering, like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, I guess being in those conditions, it would. Yeah, especially oh, being in that. But uh, we would say anything else about it. Beautiful cinematography shows off the beauty of the jungle contrasted against the brutality now, of the war. Last time we did Christian's Corners, so you had some ratings. Are they they back? Yeah. So historical accuracy. Yep. Pretty much. Um, I say eight out of ten. Eight out of ten, very nice. Because the setting perfect, the jungle perfect, everything perfect. The actual um, battle scene itself, uh, because it's focusing on individual men that are all over the place. Uh, it's hard to kind of see what's going on overall. Yeah, because so they're all you, meant to be taking on at one point, like yeah, it's still exactly. happening at once. So yeah, so it can be hard to tell kind of what's going on in terms of the actual grand scheme of the battle cool. and stuff like that. But other than that. Perfect. It got the it got the setting and the editing uh, error across very well. You know, uh, as a movie, I as a war movie. So this is ten out of ten for me. Okay, um, this yeah, it's I Coming think it's the, the sure. best war movie I've ever seen. Pretty much. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So that's a big so recommendation that. from Christian. But again, if, so if you you're not into it, this one before. I had seen it once before a while ago, and um, well, once when I was younger, I thought it was pretty good. I saw it once a while ago and was like, yeah, this is the best war movie I've ever seen because I was like, you know, old and like was appreciating it, of course. And then when I watched it recently, it just confirmed that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, do yeah, you have... So high praise, high recommendation. Well, we lost the evil day. God damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty shambles. Um, 
You haven't been writing uh, in that book again, have you, Alex? (laughs) In blood. Uh, Next week on Christian's Corner. Not next week, the week after on Christian's Corner. Any idea what we're doing then? Oh, I don't know. Well, you know, you mentioned... Where where are we going? You mentioned Das Boot in the uh, song, (laughs) and I've been wanting to watch that. So possibly that, but mainly so I can make you watch it with me and we can watch the um, (laughs) four-hour, like, full cut. That would be beautiful. With subtitles. Right. Is it not in English? Uh, there's an English dub, which is fine, but you can watch it's it in not, Germany it's German. for authenticity, of course. Yeah, distant it's explosions kid, yet again. It's fucking kid. All righty. We've got to end it with a bang, guys. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, maybe we'll go into the depths of the Atlantic next time. Maybe we'll go somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe we'll take it away for World War Two for an episode. That could be good. <gasps> we could do Waterloo. <sighs> see, ideas. We'll f- you'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not more, it's not perhaps the banging, it's, like it's scaring me. Is it? Every time I hear the it's ladder, it's making like, me jump. It's, it's perfect for the immersion. You should be scared during Christian's Corner. <laughs> History <laughs> is scary. <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Christian. Um, Michael, hit that orange button because it's what <laughs> we've been watching. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I've been thinking of a of a theme for this one because, yeah. you know, everyone loves a little goofy button. But, you know, there's a song I think is perfect to parody for it. Yeah. And the only problem is, is that you can't find an instrumental without the backing saying the real words. Right. Because I'm thinking about redoing um, What's My Scene. Oh. And then instead just go, what have, what have, what have we been watching? <laughs> And doing that. Oh, I love the hoodie gurus. Yeah, but um, in the background, you just have people going, what's my, what's my, what's my, what's my scene? And it's just destroying my creative um, process here. Anyway, guys, welcome to this is the What We've Been Watching segment. Um, Does anyone want to kick off this week with the What Have They Been Watching? Well, I've just talked a lot. So let's start at that end of the table, perhaps. Michael's been watching Lost. We finished season Finished season one now. Beautiful, beautiful. A big climax to the end of that. Do we know. make it any further now? Uh, a couple of episodes into season two. All right, all right, all right. But, uh, you say you're getting lost in, in Lost? No, in stop it. No. <laughs> um, you know, we had, character, we, had, we had characters <laughs> set out on a raft. Some blow open the hatch that they find. You know, there's the imminent attack of the others that they're, you know, all worried about. It's, uh, it's juicy. Still Has juicy. anyone lost their minds? Yeah, quite a few of them keeps happening. Well, okay. so it's a big thing. Yeah. Would you say towards the end of the show it lost its way? Yes. <laughs> but it also lost its audience. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, no, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Uh, so that's it, lost. Yeah, that's about it. All right, great. Thanks, Michael. Um, I watched, uh, well, I talked about last week on the show how it's kind of nearly to the end of, but I finally finished Seven Samurai, uh, the three-hour and 27-minute uh, Akira Kawasawa, Kawasawa, sorry, uh, war, no, not war epic, just epic. epic. Um, <laughs> mm. How was it? My goodness, this is film's fantastic. I went out and I bought it on Blu-ray after. I uh, had to get it shit from America because they don't make it here on Blu-ray. Of course. So I uh, can't wait to put that on the shelf when it comes on Friday. Um, other than that, man, this film is just impressive. Like uh, Chris and I watched Yojimbo, which we'll talk about in a sec, which is another Kurosawa film. Um, but man, this one, it, it's just, this is like, it's its interesting because it's, it's in a, like two by four ratio, I guess, like a square ratio because mm. it's old. Um, you know, it's subtitled because it's Japanese and it's black and white. And it just feels like you're watching a movie from now. Like, it is so engaging and it's so well-made. How well old made. is... 1954. Oh, mm. shit. I didn't realise it was that old. So it, it's old. It's very old. But it, it's real good, man. The characters are great. Obviously, it's been remade um, as, you know, there, there's Western versions of it, such as um, The Magnificent Seven is a um, Western remake of this. Huh. Um, but man, basically the story about this, for anyone that doesn't know, it's about a group of villagers who have been who have bandits come and steal all their crops once they finish them, and uh, they get sick of it, so they decide to hire seven samurai to come and protect their village from the bandits. Huh. So uh, I watched. Yeah, there's apparently there's different versions, but apparently the 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 real versions are three hour and twenty seven minute, which includes uh, intermission halfway through. So yeah, great film. Everyone should watch it if you like movies. Definitely check it out. Um, there's a lot of you can see a lot of influences later in film, including this is uh, George Lucas's favorite film. It's where he got the inspiration to do Star Wars. 
to do the cross-screen wipes oh. in his movies later on. Mm. So very good. Check it out. Um, next up is Yojimbo. This is one that Christian and I watched. Very uh, good. Very good. Uh, it's a samurai movie again about uh, a character who goes, who kind of finds his way into a village with two rival family, I guess we call families. Families, gangs, yeah. Gangs um, who are destroying the town just by their rivalry. Huh. And <laughs> throughout the film, it's, it's listed as a comedy, which I think is fair. Yeah, there were definitely some funny parts. Uh, yeah. um, but it wasn't like massively like laugh out loud. It's just like... I, <laughs> think, yeah, like, I think the comedy I think comes loud, from more the fact that he he just makes the family... Like he manipulates both of the families to attack each other and he yeah. acts like he's playing for both sides. Yeah. Like both the families think that he's working for them, but he's just causing them to... He's constantly just getting paid to do something and then or like kind of half doing it in some way that gets the other gang in trouble and then getting them to pay him to fix the problem. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I think I was saying like, oh, yeah, this is like similar. It's like, um, was that Fistful of Dollars or something? Yeah. And it turns out that was a remake, it's a Western obvious, remake yeah. of Clint Eastwood of it's, the same movie. It's yeah. funny because um, Kurosawa, I keep saying his name wrong, um, Kurosawa. Um, Kurosawa. Yeah, Kep, uh, has gone on interviews about Fistful of Dollars saying that he ended up because uh, he got paid. Because it was this movie they remade, he got paid more money um, from a fistful of dollars than anything he got from Yojimbo, huh. <laughs> which is very interesting. Um, I watched Trial of Chicago Seven again. Chris and I have talked about that um, on the show. Everyone right. should go watch it. It's out on Netflix now. Um, I watched The World's End. Good movie. Um, because great movies. Yeah, very good. Yeah, I love. It's my favorite out of the Cornetto trilogy. I know that's an unpopular opinion. No, I'm starting. I'm very much okay. starting to okay. trend yeah. towards that. I've I recently, like in recent years, as I've gone back and watched them, I've watched Worlds End more than Shaun of the Dead. Mm. As much as I do like Shaun of the Dead, I am very much starting to tend towards. I'm a hot fuzz man. Hot fuzz man. Well, Still uh, good hot fuzz boy. I also watched Shaun of the Dead this week too. I didn't yep. watch Hot Fuzz because I don't have Hot Fuzz in 4K. And I have Sean the Dead and Worlds End. Well, the JV Hi-Fi didn't have it in stock. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, okay no, but like uh, my order does go Worlds End, Hot Fuzz, Sean the Dead. And, but like even then, Worlds End to me is a 10 out of 10. Hot Fuzz is a 9. Uh, nine and a half nine out of 10. And, yep. and then Sean the Dead's a 9 out of 10. I they're, like all, they're all great movies. Yeah. Yeah, um, for like, sure. Yeah. I feel like they're all like pretty interchangeable. Like it doesn't really matter like I which just, one you well, There's a lot of scenes that fame. carry over between yeah. them. Yeah, with <laughs> yeah. the fence jumping. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, no, like, I mean, I, I I am definitely in the minority that likes The World's End more, though. Like, you don't hear a lot of people talking about it. But I, so much of that film I just love. I love Simon Pegg's character in that film. He's my favourite p- character from any of the roles he's done before. That's and, fair. And uh, he even, I was watching an interview with him, he says it is his favourite character he's played because he's such a uh, complex person. Because mm. he... Because you watch him, he's, he is an arsehole throughout the whole mm. film. The whole film you're watching goes, this guy's a fucking See, arsehole. My, my favourite thing about watching it the first few times, or recently the first few times after finding out that like each, each like pub is like is related yeah. to what happens. And I think you pointed right. it out. Yeah. And then so the past few times I've watched it, I've been like trying to pinpoint like what's like the correlation. And some of them are a lot easier. I think there's a couple that I still have. Oh yeah, the first like, post. time for a second watch for me then. Yeah, the first post is the first pub they go to. Well, there's to, a hole so in the wall. Called, the hole in the wall is where they drive the car through the wall. Yep. Um, the world's ends, obviously, where the world ends. Um, or kind of what? The is network two leads. Headed, is it like two-headed dragon? Two-headed dragon the twins? is the twins. The yep. mermaid is where they're tempted um, by the younger versions of the marmalade sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so It's so good. Um, uh, there's just more and more. The king's head... Uh, it's one of them. I can't remember what happens. Is so one of them the does it take a head off one of the. Yeah, mate. I think so. Yeah. Um, the old familiar is um where they meet up with um the Martin Freeman's sister who Gary King wants was to dated. Name. Yeah. Um, and then the cross hands is where they all work together to fight the teenagers in the bathroom. Mm. Yep. Um, there's so many more like that. It's just such a great film. I love it. It is. Um, and if I watched Army of Darkness. I'll talk about this one more though in when we talk about Evil Dead Two. Chris. Chris. What else have you been watching? A bit of Legend of Korra. Jumping ahead of Brayden a little bit because he's been on Avatar. But uh, this is, of course... The second Avatar. See, this is uh, this is what I need now to jump on. Like I've Ooh, never Avatar watched. two. Yeah, <laughs> Avatar two. How, how, how much further ahead is it set? Um, oh, it's probably it's probably like forty to fifty years later. Yeah. I'd say there's probably an exact number that exists. But um, so like. Katara is a very old woman. She's like the pretty much one of the only ones alive from yeah. the original. And she's like very, very old. 
Well, then we surely it's more it. like 100 years. We could say it's 100 years, years later. I yeah. think that sounds pretty... Or 80 to 100 years. I think that sounds pretty accurate to what I've heard from people. I think that's... That yeah, that, been my that probably makes more yeah. sense. It's it's pretty much um, the sons and daughters of people. It's like Toph's daughter is there. Uh, Ang's two children. Um, one of them, of course, is like an airbender monk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't see anything, you know. There's there's I think there's a running joke of like we don't know who um Toph had the child with or a few other people. So it's it's just like, hmm, what's uh what's Soccer been up to? He <laughs> <laughs> was a bit of a lady. He's got to have fathered one of these kids, <laughs> like someone's soccer's kid. But uh yeah, we don't really know. But yeah, there's a lot of yeah, so the heritage carries on. Mm. And Korra is of course the reincarnation of Aang. That's oh. cool. Yeah. And then you get uh, Avatar flashbacks, but it's old Aang telling Korra what's up, oh, okay. which is good. Yeah, that's cool. Man, it, I, I've never watched a second of Avatar or yep. Legend of Korra, but um, kind of trying to swing me over to watching it too now after talking about it so much. First season of Korra is lit. Okay. Um, I feel like Avatar, like you get really lit episodes. Then it like they're still good, but there is some like it does go down yeah, a bit. There's a lot of filler. Yeah, but like the good episodes are. Yeah, great. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Anything else you've been watching, Chris? Um, bit of old things. Star um, Trek. Star Trek, still, of course, going strong. Data's still my favorite. Um, Riker's got his beard. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> and uh, just rewatching a bit of South Park, which has me in tears half the time. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. Now we didn't get a talk. Obviously, the boys finished. Um, and we haven't spoken about the ending. Since being on the show, Um, now not so that we go too long over time here. Any quick you've you've seen the final episode? Yeah. What are your final thoughts of season two as a whole? I love me a charred Nazi corpse. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. She got Anakin. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she did get Anakin. Yeah, big time. Uh, About like uh, just to you know sum it up, I thought season two ended up being on par with season one by the end. I I I do think it went off to a bit of a rocky start, but I think it all came together by the end of it. Yeah, there was Uh, just some brilliant moments, and then yeah, it came together perfectly with a great setup for season three. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's all we have to say about the boys for now. Yeah. Um. Only other thing is I could say is uh, I think Frenchie says it best when he's like. Women do get it done. Yeah. And it was perfect. That's how you do a women fighting scene. Exactly. Marvel take notes. (laughs) Yeah. And the way they even like memed about that in the show because Vought is trying to get um, that going on, like the (laughs) the female like team and it's so forced. And then they pulled it together, like not forced, just perfect. Like it just was what it was and it was freaking epic and it was, yeah. Girls get it done. Like well, it was you, an awesome scene. You watch yeah. the scene and you don't really pick up to it. It's like all the girls in the boys are the yeah. soups. You notice like halfway through, you're like, oh yeah, it's it's literally just all the girls like beating up. Yeah, because like, yeah. like they're the ones that can actually fight her. Yeah, yeah. Strong enough to fight and her. it was awesome. Just yeah. felt so yeah natural. I hate it when that stuff is forced. Like Marvel scene, Infinity War and Endgame did it real bad. Middle of the fight. Just all yeah. of a sudden, they well, just you know, assemble. Captain Marvel comes down, yeah. destroys a ship by herself, and now she's got to run through a, a thing of disposable red shirts. And now, she, yep. and then they're just like, "Oh, you need help now, do you?" Yes, the women yeah. are here. Women assemble in the middle of the battlefield for yeah. no specific reason, essentially. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, if that's it, we can move on to homework, everyone. And yes, what did you choose? I chose Evil Dead 2, as everyone can see. <laughs> it's been the, staring at you in the face for did. the last forty that minutes. You did. My God, um, do you want me to start off with the thoughts of the two absent? Host? Yeah, throw their thoughts out because then we can right. break them apart with our thoughts. So this yeah. is from Brayden. This is Brayden's thoughts. What in the ever-loving fuck did I just watch? What on earth was that? Was What on earth was that? That was the weirdest movie I have ever seen. Jump scares got me and I hated how much it got me because the whole... Brayden, you knew, you're, an, you're a fucking creative writing guy. Um, <laughs> uh, because the whole thing was an absurdist comedy horror with the most bonkers practical effects which on a technical level I thought were actually pretty fun. Bruce Campbell gives me big Jim Carrey vibes. It's weird to see the film he is most known for after all these years uh, because I've only known him as the guy that (laughs) pops up in every uh, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. It was gory and violent as fuck and yet the whole time it still felt like a horror parody. Didn't understand any of the plot but I don't think that uh, that was the point of the movie so not a big deal. Uh, the one-liners were fucking gold, though. I give it, uh, I'll give it that. Overall, this movie isn't for me, but I can understand why it's such a classic. Two, uh, two and a half out of five. <laughs> Too low. 
Steph. Yeah, the, he, he, like the way he was praising it right? seems a bit more that he liked it a bit more than the two and a half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but no, I see what he means about the practical effects for sure. I think it's spot on there. It yeah. was like very fun, but obviously like dated. Yeah. But the way it was done, it was still fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So here's Steph. <laughs> Mine isn't as detailed as Braden's, but I agree that Bruce Campbell has a very Jim Carrey-esque vibe. Also, I see what Ali... Ali. Okay, so the spoilers for what I think. Um, also, I see what uh, Alex means when he mentioned that Sam Raimi was a big fan of Three Stooges. Overall, I liked the movie. I'd give it a four, closer to a 3.75 out of five, but we'll stick with a four. I think it's balanced comedy and horror really well. And even though it's old and the effects have clearly aged, the plot and comedy manages to keep me entertaining even by today's standards. The ending was freaking weird. I thought there was going to be some high... I thought we were going sci-fi, but we went medieval instead. Uh, that makes me want to watch the third instalment and where they take it, considering uh, it's a direct continuation. All right, now that that's out of the way, I think Steph said four. Braden said two and a half. Um, we'll start with Chris, because Chris, you watched... 40 minutes. We'll, get, we'll just get yeah. this out of the way. You watched... uh, we'll say undecided on the rating. Yet okay, to, that's Yet fair. to be rated. You need to finish online. the film. Yeah. That's fair enough. The bag of popcorn is... Is still being eaten. From, still being <laughs> from yeah. what you've watched, the start, like the start, what say first yeah. half? Nah, uh, first 40? half. I don't 40, know. 40, 40, almost the first half. Yeah, yeah. yeah what, 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 it, what are you thinking? Like, um, yeah, definitely, it was funny. Uh, I don't really find those kind of horror movies scary. I get scared yeah. by like psychological and thriller kind of movies more so. But uh, so yeah. It wasn't like scaring me, but I was the comedy was hitting me. Yeah. I, was, I was laughing, and the effects again were very interesting as well. Yeah, but um, my favorite part is the woman's latched on the head of the chick is latched onto his hand, and he's just bashing it into walls yeah. and objects and everything, bashing it with a book. Uh, yeah, I was I was cracking up. Yeah, um, so I obviously chose this movie, so I, I, I've seen it many, many times. I have it on 4K. Um, uh, great 4K transfer too for a movie that is that old. Um, and I, you know, this movie, it just hits on so many levels for me. It's funny. Um, I agree with Christian. I don't, this isn't my, the horror that gets me. Mm. I'm more like serial killers and like home intrusion stuff. Yeah. Cause that can actually happen. Yeah. Um, that's what gets me, uh, other than like spirits and demons. But, um, like there are a few scares in the film that I think are effective. Um, funny enough across all three movies, I think the third movie, which is definitely not a horror at all, actually has the most tense and suspenseful horror scene um which is interesting but um like you know the comedy hits for me i love there's a sequence where he's being chased obviously there's this force they use throughout the film that follows across and like you know you hear the sound and it goes through the ground the trees, yeah. yeah and all that you, it's just like this invisible force that tries to get oh, to like him. The, that first chase scene where he's running through the house and then like slams I love the door so and breaks through the door yeah that's when he's like running away in the car as well, and it's coming out, yeah, out the yeah, back yeah, of the car. Yeah. I love the shots there. That was like yeah, no, that, it was, those it was like pretty creepy. Uh, point yeah. of view shots of like the spirit were really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, uh, I think it's the same point where he's running through the walls of the house too. Like he's just going through the like it's so good. And considering it was all one take too, it's just amazing. Um, and I think Bruce Campbell does some great physical comedy, especially when his hand gets possessed mm. and his hands trying to attack him. It's just all him doing <laughs> that. It's great, Michael. What do you think? So obviously I'd, I'd never seen this and as someone who's – I like always avoided it because I wasn't into horror and yeah. definitely wasn't what I was expecting. I knew this was more of a dark dark comedy sort of yeah. thing. Like it wasn't like you're still like, you know, dark, gritty horror movie and the jump scares like didn't get me and I'd normally get got by jump scares pretty pretty easily. Mm. I really – I like enjoyed it. I was laughing. I enjoyed like the effects like for how old they were. Like I thought some of them, you know, for how old – Pretty, like held up pretty well and like the practical effects were pretty cool yeah. like especially like the looks of like you know of the people like like the dead that have come back to life and stuff yeah. like especially when the the chick's head goes really long i thought that looked pretty like yeah. pretty cool like for for the time um i don't really have anything bad to say about it, it. like it's just so like i, it, I like it, it jumps around a bit but like it knows exactly what it is yeah it's not trying to be anything else i i, think- I enjoyed i enjoyed like once the hand was off the little like cat and mouse thing they were doing with yeah. like the gun, like he's trying to just trying to chainsaws kill it. Chainsaws his hand off, and, and with the blood spurting on his face. Now and then, and then like, and like the the hands like you know taunting him there, and just goes into the mouse trap. It's just like it's just sitting there. You're waiting for it, and then it goes into the mouse trap, then flips him off again. It's interesting because this is like this is definitely when you watch all three of them, um, which you can just intercut all three of them mm. perfectly. Um, 
This is definitely like a bridge. It definitely feels more like a bridge between what the first one is and then what the third one ends up being. Yeah, so the first one's a bit more on the horror yeah. side. The first one's definitely straight horror movie. Second one's horror comedy. Third one's like medieval adventure. Mm. Um, and where, it, especially Bruce Campbell in the third one, he like he turns up the camp to 100. He knows exactly what movie he's in and he plays to its strengths. Mm. I agree. Like, I agree with Braden and, well, Braden's comment of, I can see the Jim Carrey vibes, like yeah. just that sort of out there personality, mm. sort of wacky sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Overall, really I gave like it a four. It. I gave. I've always yeah. Four I'm I am very interested to watch the third one. Now. Army of Darkness is great. Everyone should go. Everyone should watch I, like, Army of Darkness. Because like obviously I knew of the movie and I knew that like it led into this and like obviously talking to you. Yeah. I knew like the new, this one was medieval and stuff. So I wasn't like really thrown off by the ending yeah. sort of thing. But oh, in the ending, do you want to know the ending? Yeah, sure. So in the ending to destroy the, stop all the evil from coming, uh, he works with the, the woman to try and, um, to create a portal to suck everything out. But he gets sucked into the portal and so does his car. Of course. And they yeah. end up back in time in medieval <laughs> England. Nice. Oh, which, when like when like the dad's spirit is like trying to communicate to him, I was yeah. getting heavy like Wizard of Oz vibes. Yeah. Like I just I just like I was like this what sweat came straight to my head. I was like, damn, that's that's the Wizard of Oz. So yeah. the whole third movie is about him in medieval England trying to get back to his own time. Right. Damn. Yeah. Back to the future vibes. Yeah. It's it's real. It's a lot. <laughs> and of I mean, fun. like there's literally only four people, five people in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people. Um, but yeah, the most interesting thing I find about this movie is that the first seven minutes of this movie is a remake of the first film. Mm, I didn't know that until you yeah, because mentioned it earlier today. They actually couldn't, they wanted to do a recap showing the original film, like clips of it to catch you up, but they couldn't get the rights to it. Oh, so, is this different? Pardon? Is this like... Yeah, different company, I guess, did it. I can't, I can't remember exactly, yeah. um, but they couldn't get the rights to show footage from the first film so they went we'll refilm it and they retconned a lot of the stuff that happens in the first film like in the first film it's not just him and his girlfriend that go to the cabin it's the whole group of them uh, okay right. so they kind of just go we're going to retcon it and we're just going to show you we're going to catch you up to the point so you kind of have an idea mm. so, an interesting way of you kind of get the backstory about the book yeah so everything stuff. yeah everything new to this film um starts from when he gets the spirit hits him and he goes flying into the tree, tree. That's, okay everything yep. from there on's new all right, well, there we go. So, yes. My turn to pick now. Michael. Uh, this is a movie I haven't seen, the original or the remake. I've only seen the remake. <laughs> You've only seen the remake. We're going to watch the original Total Recall with Arnie. Yes. yes. Fuck yes. Okay. <laughs> I was I literally, I was sit, sitting there last night and I was like, I'll make my decision now. Yeah. I opened Stan. I did not even have to scroll like across one full length and it was sitting there. So I went to Letterboxd, made sure no one had seen it. And I was like, that's my pick. Yeah, I, I've only seen the Colin Farrell remake. What, it was like okay. 2012 yeah. or something? Yeah. Yeah, something along those lines. Then. All I can say about the original is there's a scene of Arnie where he's just screaming going, ah, 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 ah. That sounds like all movies. You can hear his accent in the screaming <laughs> and it's it's amazing. I, I am yeah. pretty interested to watch this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. You're okay. going to love it. Well, guys, yeah. that was episode 80. Everyone remember to go check out uh, our YouTube channel, all of our pod, uh, whatever you're listening to this on, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Stitcher, Apple, Apple Podcasts. We're, all, we're on them all, I think. Um, and yeah, as always, I'm at, also check out Patreon too. We should throw that in there. I don't, <laughs> I don't normally do the ending. Yeah, I know. Um, so as always, I'm Alex. I'm Michael. I'm Christian. We're out of here. <laughs>